to the Mind Your Hormones podcast. My name's Corinne, and I'm a board-certified holistic nutritionist who went from no period from mismanaged PCOS to a regular one. Now, I'm obsessed with helping you get hormonally balanced and emotionally aligned. This podcast is all about education, empowerment, real talk, and simple strategies you could start today to find inner peace and overall well-being. I am so excited to be here with you to chat about all things health, hormones, and mindset. Are you ready? Let's get it. Hello, hello. I literally couldn't wait to press record for today's episode. I'm feeling so fired up. I'm so excited to chat with you. I'm just obsessed with this community. I'm not even kidding you. Probably every single day, new people are reaching out to me like, hey, just found your podcast. Oh my God, I love it. I'm like, yes, this is so amazing. So if you are one of the new people in this community and you're just happened to stumble upon Mind Your Hormones, welcome to the fam. I'm so happy you're here. I love this freaking community. I'm so grateful for all of you. Like, oh, I can't wait to get into the today's topic. So we are talking about urinary tract infections. And this has been a topic that has been on my list. I have a notes section in my app. Well, uh, let's be honest. I have like 17 notes uh, sections on my phone of different podcast episodes. Whenever I just think of one, I'll put it in there. You think I would add it to the same note tab, but it's all over the place. But regardless, UTIs have been on that list for like probably over a year. And I've just keep that kept like pushing it aside. But someone from the community recently, recently reached out asking me to do an episode on it. And then I was on a mind your hormones method call yesterday. And one of the clients on there was talking to me about UTIs. Then I heard it pop up somewhere else. And I was like, okay, I got to do this episode. So here we are. We are getting into UTIs. So I'm going to talk about what are the potential causes of UTIs and how you can naturally heal them. Because so often women are put on um, antibiotics immediately when you have a UTI and it's not necessary in the beginning, early stages. And this can actually cause a ripple effect of them reoccurring because of course, when you go on antibiotics, it affects your microbiome. So we're going to get into all that. Okay. So first the causes, this can be caused for a couple of different things. Number one, it can be caused from dehydration. Number two, it could be caused from the overuse of antibiotics because like I just was touching on, antibiotics negatively impact your microbiome, right? Our microbiome is the environment in our gut that has good and bad bacteria. When we take antibiotics, antibiotics is exactly the opposite of probiotics. It completely wipes out the good and bad bacteria in your gut. So it's going to affect that, uh, that balance of bacteria in our gut. And we also have a a good and bad bacteria in our vaginal wall, in our vagina. So that is going to mess things up as well. It's just, everything's all connected down there, right? Or actually it's all connected our whole body. So if you're, you're taking a ton of antibiotics, not even a ton, but just like frequently enough, even more than like three times a year max, you know, I even would prefer less than that, but that's one of the topic. But anyway, that can cause UTIs as well because it's going to affect your microbiome. 
And on top of that, with the microbiome piece of antibiotics, they also lower your immune system, which means that you are more susceptible to infections. And it lowers your immune system because 70 to 80% of your immunity lives inside of your gut. So that's just a whole reason why it's going to do a number on you. It could also um, increase your risk for yeast infections and all of that. Okay. But that's, so that's number one, overuse of antibiotics could cause UTIs. Number two, or wait, that was number two. I said dehydration, overuse of antibiotics. Number three is not peeing after sex. This is a big one because when you have sex, there are fluid exchanges and all stuff popping off, right? If you don't pee pretty quickly after, you are letting that bacteria stay up inside of you. And, you know, things go up in the pee hole, the other hole, like everything's just going all over the place. (laughs) I should have forewarned you if you have kids in the car, but it's all good. So you have to pee like as quickly as you can after sex to make sure that you're flushing any bacteria that got up in there out to not cause a UTI. Okay. So, and this is, um, goes into the next one also, which is if you're having sex and your partner like has dirty hands or didn't wash their hands, this can also cause a UTI or even a yeast infection. I'll do a whole nother podcast episode, maybe on yeast infections. Um, this also can be a little bit more of a risk if you're having like new partners more frequently, doesn't always happen so much with consistent partners, but still, wash those hands, tell them to get them washed before you get after it. I know it might not be the best segue, but you know, you got to take care of your girl down there. And if his or her hands are not clean, you're going to be like, listen, uh, I'm going to need you to just real quick wash those and then we can get back at this. Okay. Because I'm not trying to get an infection. Like that's really the conversation that needs to go down. Okay. So that's another cause of it. So we have dehydration, overuse of antibiotics, not peeing after sex, not washing hands before sex. Um, number five, it can be caused from low estrogen levels. So this is something that I could do, and I will do an entire podcast episode on low estrogen at some point. Uh, literally, I have ideas for podcast episodes for days, okay? It's like just the ideas keep flowing. But having low estrogen levels can actually um, cause UTIs. So if you are someone that's having recurrent UTIs and you're like, it's not the antibiotic thing, it's not the dehydration, it's not the peeing after sex, like it could be a low estrogen issue. Some other signs of low estrogen could be really, really light periods. Um, it could be um, weight gain. It could be migraines, uh, things, fatigue, things like that. So just like kind of look out for other symptoms you might be having with that, but that can be a cause of that. And that if you have low estrogen, there's, you know, that's a whole nother topic, but it could also be that you aren't ovulating because we do produce a, a certain amount of estrogen during ovulation as well. So just a couple things you want to look at from a hormone perspective, if this is something that is continuously happening for you. Um, And then the last two causes that we're going to talk about is wearing underwear made of synthetic material Um, that can cause some irritation and infections going on down there. And then the last one is chemical or like fragrance filled soaps or scented tampons or scented wipes. Like we don't want fragrances in our vagina, like get unscented soap for down there. You don't have to like get all up in there either, like douching and stuff like that. Like, please, I hope none of you are doing that because your va- your vagina is a self-cleaning organism, right? It, it cleans itself out. Obviously you want to, you know, clean it like on the outside when you're showering, but you don't need to like get up in there. Any scented fragrances, like, no, that is not meant to be up in there. Get it out of there. Okay. Especially the tampon situation. Like, no scented tampons. I did a whole podcast episode on tampons. So I will link that below. So you can check that out if you haven't gotten to it already. 
Okay, so those are some of the causes of UTIs. Now, if you are, when I, I said just a couple seconds ago, recurrent UTIs, and what I mean by that is if you are having like more than two UTIs in six months, that's considered a recurrent UTI, which means that there's something going on, right? If it's just like a random one you had because maybe, again, your partner didn't wash his hands or you or her hands or you forgot to pee after or whatever, and it just like happens, you don't get them often, okay, not a big deal. You don't really have to look into it. You probably know what it was from. But if it is something that's happening more than two times in six months, then you know that there is something going on that you maybe want to look further into and think about some of the you know, uh, root causes that I just talked about. It could be a hormone issue. Again, it could be a gut issue. So you just want to look into that if it is something that's happening uh, pretty frequently. Now, the thing is that we're going to talk about natural treatments for this. When it what's most important for a UTI is catching the signs early because when you catch it early enough and the infection is just in the bladder, then it's really mild and you can treat that naturally very easily and just knock it right out. And you want to do that because you want to avoid antibiotics because once the infection spreads to the kidneys, that's when it can be serious and that's when antibiotics are necessary because you of course don't want to have a kidney infection and you're going to need some type of uh, antibiotic to get that out of there. But it doesn't start there. And there are always signs that like early signs of a UTI that if you find you're like experiencing them, you want to like knock it out right when you feel that. So it doesn't spread to the kidneys and you can avoid antibiotics. Because the thing is, sometimes these early signs will go to the doctors was happening to my client on the mind your hormones method call that I was just talking about earlier. She was saying that she felt like a little something going on. So she went to the doctor just to be sure, got a culture and said that it was a UTI. And so they, of course, prescribed her antibiotics. And obviously I told her like, do what's best for you. But if you're just experiencing these little signs and you don't have like blood in your urine or anything yet, hasn't spread to the kidneys, like I gave her a protocol to do, which we're going to talk about right now, that you could do so you can avoid the antibiotics. Because when you are taking antibiotics, first of all, when it's not necessary and it's not a kidney infection, it's just going to further the problem and it's going to cause these recurrent UTIs because you're wiping out your good bacteria, you're causing uh, gut microbiome problems, and it's just going to go on loop over and over and over and over again because we're not actually healing the root cause of it. We're just kind of putting a Band-Aid on it and it's just making things worse. So we really want to avoid that as much as possible. And this protocol that I'm giving you is one that I've done multiple times. Well, yeah, multiple times in the last, I don't even know how many years. I think the last time I had a UTI was, um, I don't know, a year or two ago. And it was from not peeing after sex. And I remember I felt it come on. I was like, oh shit. And, and I did this protocol, knocked it right out. And actually thinking about this right now, haven't even thought about this. I actually got UTIs pretty frequently in high school. And this was also when I'm literally connecting these dots with you right now in my head. This was also when I was barely getting a period and I obviously had low estrogen because I wasn't ovulating. So it all is making sense. And I took antibiotics a ton for it because I get, I let it, I guess, spread to a kidney infection. I remember it was so, so painful. Oh my gosh. It happened often. Anyway, back to what we're talking about today. Literally just thought about that right now. But so the protocol that I'm giving you is something that I've done before. It works so well for me. See if it works for you. Of course, there might be other people suggesting other things, but this is just what I have found really, really helpful for me. Um, But okay, wait, before I give you that protocol, I want to talk to you about the early signs, right? I feel like I'm all over the place today, but I'm just very excited to be here. I'm in such a good mood. So just bear with me. Okay. 
All right. So the early signs, if you have ever experienced UTI, which I feel like most women have, those early signs are like the little like twinges in your bladder before or after you pee. Like you kind of feel like you didn't get it all out or you have like a little bit left and and you feel like that more frequent urge to pee. Um, You could feel a little bit of pressure in the bladder. You could feel that slight burn, right? Like you... If you've ever had one and it's gotten to the UTI point where it's like not just the early signs, it literally feels like you're peeing out screws. Like it is horrible. Okay. So if you feel anything like that, you know that there's some early signs of it. Um, you could even experience like a dull pain in your lower back, um, because that's, you know, where your, your bladder, kidneys, all that's kind of back there. So you could feel that too. But you, what, what's most important is if you feel any type of this, you know, slight early sign, don't ignore it. And this just goes for anything. UTIs alone, any type of subtlety that your body is giving you, it's giving it to you for a reason. And it's, it's not just because like, Oh, it's normal. This is fine. Like, listen to that because so often we wait until it's a major problem to do anything about it. Where if we just caught it early enough, we could just do something, you know, pretty mild and it will go away right away and we can handle it. We could be proactive about it instead of reactive about it. So that's the name of the game, especially for UTIs, but really for anything in general. So, and also if like, it's not like you're taking a medication, right? The protocol I'm giving you is all natural things. So even if you, it wasn't, you just like felt a twinge, you're like, Oh, I'm not sure. It's not like these things I'm telling you were going to hurt you if you, if it wasn't UTI, you know? So it's like, it's a win-win regardless. Okay. So here is the protocol. Number one is to drink a shit ton of water. Of course, filtered water. I recommend a reverse osmosis water system. Um, a Berkey is a really great water filter, filter, filtration system. (laughs) Oh my God. Words are hard today. Um, but drinking a lot of water, like constantly drinking it. And I would also recommend putting lemon in there as much as possible because that's loaded with vitamin C. So it's going to really help like flush things out. So you want to pee frequently if you're, if you have early signs of a UTI, cause you want to get that bacteria out. So drinking a lot of filtered water, room temperature, putting lemon in it as much as you can is number one. And that also will just help prevent them. Cause a lot of times, like we talked about with the causes, it could be dehydration. Um, so you want to make sure you're having a lot of filtered water. Number two is cranberry juice. Now, obviously, we've probably all heard about this, but not all cranberry juice is created equal, just like anything else. It needs to be 100% organic, straight up cranberry, no added sugar, because sugar is going to feed an infection. We don't want any added sugars. So 100% organic cranberry juice, just that. I forget the brand right now that they have it, but it doesn't matter. It's it's in a, usually in a glass container, but you just want to make sure it's 100% organic and it just has cranberry juice in it. There's no added sugars. There's nothing else going on in there and have like four glasses, like four big glasses of it a day as frequently as you can be having it, have that. Like I'm personally not someone who likes cranberry juice, but I also don't like feeling like I'm peeing out a screw. So I'll drink the cranberry juice. Okay. (laughs) Some people also like cranberry supplements. You could do that too. Um, I just prefer the juice because I don't know. I just, I think it, I don't know if it absorbs better, but you could also do a cranberry supplement, but just making sure it's organic and there's nothing else in it. It's just the cranberry juice. That's another thing with supplements. Sometimes there'll be added things in there that are not really necessary when you could just go to the store and get the juice. So having about like four to five cups of that cranberry juice a day 
at minimum. And that's number two. Number three is vitamin C, which I also talked about with the lemon has vitamin C in it, but actual vitamin C either in powdered form or capsule form. I do when this happened to me, three to 5,000 milligrams a day of vitamin C. You don't have to take it all at once. You could do a dose in the morning, afternoon, night, however you want to split it up. I would recommend splitting it up and not doing it all at once. Um, and you could do either ascorbic acid is the fancy name for vitamin C. So you could do either uh, ascorbic acid capsule or ascorbic acid powder. You could put the powder in your water that you're drinking. You could put it in the cranberry juice, whatever. But this is really important because it's going to boost up your immune system. It's going to really help flush things out and it's water soluble. So it's not going to build up in your system. Um, I'll put a link for the supplement dashboard that I use if you want to get them. My favorite brands for vitamin C are Pure Encapsulations and Vital Nutrients. I will link that below for you. And on top of also, of course, all the other supplements that I recommend you taking, which I have a whole supplement training on that if you want um, information on that, just for overall hormone health and you know, have, just look at the show notes for all the information for that. But that's there available for you as well. But three to 5,000 milligrams of vitamin C. The second you start feeling this, get that vitamin C popping off, okay? Number one, filtered water. Number two, 100% organic cranberry juice. Number three, three to 5,000 milligrams of vitamin C in you know divided doses throughout the day. Um, and then number four is purple foods. Now, purple foods, this is something that we learned in my holistic nutrition training. There's a lot of like traditional Chinese medicine um, overlap in the training that I did um, with Ayurvedic also too. It was really, really cool. But anyway, the kidneys, um, again, again, we don't want to get to a kidney infection, but the kidneys, bladder, both of those purple foods are really good for nourishing our bladder and nourishing our kidneys, which is what we want to do when we maybe have a UTI going on. So any type of purple foods you can throw in there, whether that is purple potatoes, purple sweet potatoes, purple cabbage, um, eggplant, grapes. Are they are they red or purple grapes? Well, either way, it's close enough to purple <laughs> grapes, purple asparagus, purple carrots, as much purple foods that you can throw in there um, just to, because the nutrients that are in purple foods are nutrients that support your bladder and kidneys. So even if you're someone that, you know, you have kidney issues or whatever, it's really important to do all these steps as well. Um, and the last thing I will say is doing, um, making sure you are taking a probiotic and possibly doubling up on the dose of your probiotic. Obviously, if you've listened to this podcast for a while, you know that Gut Personal is a sponsor of the show. I'm obsessed with them. The probiotic, they have a few different probiotics, which is why it's really cool to take the quiz that they um, offer for you there. So you can they can pinpoint what's going on with you and recommend a probiotic that's going to support where you're actually at in your gut journey. But the one that is um, really supportive for UTI specifically is the booster. So you can check that out. I would do a dose in the morning with breakfast and then a dose at night with dinner to split it up and really just like boost your gut up um, and add that good bacteria in there to make sure that we're supporting your immune system. We're helping out the microbiome when you do have an infection like this. Okay. So that is the protocol that I've used. It works wonders. Literally, I do this. I did that for like one to two days. I think it was two days max and it was completely gone. And this is really important, again, to catch it early. Now, if you are doing this protocol and you're like, oh, it's not going away, it's getting worse, maybe it, you caught it too late and it spread to your kidneys, uh, sorry, it's yeah, it spread to your kidneys and you might have to go on antibiotics for that. So always check with your doctor if this isn't working, this isn't supporting you, of course, check with them. This is a protocol that I've used before and has helped me a ton. Um, and if you do end up having to go on antibiotics, again, we want to avoid it as much as possible, but if it does spread to a kidney infection, of course, it's not something you want to mess around with. So you can um, check out the other episode 
I did about supporting yourself while you're on antibiotics. When I recorded that episode, I had COVID. So like, I, I haven't even re-listened to it. I'm like, God only knows what I sound like on that episode. There is fire content in there though. So I will link it below for you to check out if that is something that you are going to have to do. So I hope that you enjoyed this episode. And I know it's been something that a lot of you have had on your mind because if I heard it three different times, it, that means that more than three, a ton of you in the community have been uh, wondering about this. So I hope this was helpful. If you love this episode, I would so appreciate it if you shared on your social media and tagged me or just reached out to me and messaged me, send this to your friends, like send it all over the place. I love the growth that this podcast is having. It's just confirmation that more and more people are craving and loving this information. And it makes me so freaking happy. I love it so much. And one last thing I want to throw in here is I was, cause I was talking about the mind your hormones method. If you are someone who you, you just really are interested in going deeper with all of this and having a roadmap to how to support yourself, to get rid of period pain, to have a regular cycle, to get your period back, to um, naturally conceive, to safely stop hormonal birth control. The Mind Your Hormones Method is where it's freaking at. I'm obsessed with that course and with supporting them on the coaching calls. Like It is literally your step-by-step guide of start here, boom, 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 boom. This is what we're doing. We are addressing the five major root causes of all hormonal imbalances. Like You are going to improve when you implement the protocols that are there for you in the Mind Your Hormones Method. It's so freaking amazing. You get lifetime access to it. You get coaching calls. Like It is a freaking party. So if you are someone who's really ready to dive into that, you're ready to make nutrition and lifestyle changes that you know are supporting you, and you know exactly the order to do it in to maximize your results, this is who it is for. I will put the information in the show notes. You could always message me on Instagram at Corinne Angelica as well. I love you guys so much. I'm so freaking grateful for you. I will talk to you soon. And I hope you have an amazing day. Thank you so much for being here. If you loved this episode and learned something valuable, please share it with a friend who you think would also love it or post it on social media and tag me so I could personally say thank you for helping me spread this important message. I am beyond grateful to be here with you. So until next time, stay intentional, stay consistent, and always mind your hormones.